Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Basement Binge, an episode that, if I'm being honest, I am excited to talk about, but I'm mainly doing so I can get it out of the way to move on to another episode that I'm even more excited about, Across the Spider-Verse. I told myself I couldn't review that until I finished my review for The Little Mermaid, so here we are reviewing the new live-action remake of The Little Mermaid. Is it worth the watch? Let's decide. Jumping into the first segment, completely spoiler-free, two cents where I'll just give you my reaction to the film and what I thought about it. And the simplest thing to say is that this sticks to the story of The Little Mermaid really well and captures the fun and magic of the original with an amazing cast, some really impressive and fun CGI animation, and some good songs. Like It just uses what works well and repeats it, breathing life into it in, in a new way that's fun to see and, and engaging and entertaining while you're watching it. The cast is phenomenal, and I'm going to talk about them later when we get to watchworthiness, but they're what makes this movie. Without the cast, this is just a remake. They bring the magic, they bring the life, and it's actually a lot of fun. And then you have these moments where it's just like pure entertainment and maybe even better than the original, and the songs and the performances and the voices of those songs are really fun. Yeah, it's different, and it has some uniquenesses and tries to be more realistic, if you want to call it that, but it's fun, and watching the songs and watching the performances of those songs was captivating and entertaining to watch, and really does sincerely stir the emotion like more than just being a fun song because it's a disney song and you know it the songs stir the emotion and tell the story quite well and it's it's a good storytelling and then you also have this moment at the end of the film with javier bardem's king triton like one of the few moments where he was really working for me that was pretty amazing and quite touching hopefully to the parents in the audience with their kids and had a worthwhile message that i think might help me to counteract my negative feelings about the message that the Little Mermaid might be telling our kids. Um, but it was fun. It, it was worth seeing. Those are my spoiler-free thoughts about the remake of The Little Mermaid. So we're going to get into the next segment and help you figure out if you should see it and if you should spend your hard-earned money on it, especially with so many other movies coming out. But we will get into that right after this brief break. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right. Thank you for supporting The Basement Binge by listening to that. I have no idea what it was about, but whatever it was, I hope it was beneficial to you. Let's get on to the next segment, Watch Worthiness. Mr. Incredible, we need your help. Showtime. This is where I answer the question, is it worth the watch? Should you go see it? Do you watch The Little Mermaid? Let's answer the question. And I got to start this question by talking about Halle Bailey. She really is amazing. There's obviously the controversies that you don't need to get into about her casting. They clearly cast the right person for the role. She fills the role of Ariel in the way that she captures the love we have for this character and breathes newness into it that is worth seeing. Truly, to answer the question, her performance alone as Ariel is worth seeing. And, and I'm surprised how passionate i am about this like i mentioned i saw across the spider-verse the new spider-man movie which is phenomenal but i'm not going to get into that review of that coming very soon this past weekend 
and I really want to talk about that, but I saw The Little Mermaid when it came out the weekend before, and I told myself I had to review it before I got to the Spider-Verse. And so I was just expecting this to just be like, oh yeah, here's my thoughts to get on with it. And as my I'm reading my thoughts and going through them, I'm really reminded how well she performed as Ariel and how fun she was to watch. Her voice is remarkable. It is amazing. The songs, I think I might prefer her songs over the original area. The rest of them, I'm still kind of decided. But when she's singing, it is full of so much emotion and life and, and you feel it. Um, hopefully my wife is okay with me saying this. She cried when she sang it because she just her voice is just full of emotion and you really feel it. Um, she captures your attention in those scenes. And the other scenes when it's not as like raw emotion coming out and she's just having fun like singing under the sea, you're having fun with her. And the other moments when she's not singing, she's given a good performance and she's captivating and fun to watch. And good as a character of Ariel, she leads the story really well. Uh, Jonah Huar King, I think that's how you say his name, who is Eric, he also works well. At first, I wasn't so sure about him, but in the words of one of my students, Bella, uh, he wins you over, and I, uh, he, he really does. For me, his song, which is new, was a particular moment that really won me over, despite his weird physical performance during the beginning part of the song that was actually kind of funny. I don't think it was supposed to be funny, but it was. Um, his song and, the, and the, the emotion that it reveals about the character really, really wins me over to him, and, and I really liked him the rest of the movie. Uh, David Diggs as Sebastian is a lot of fun. I was really worried about the character Sebastian and that he would be ruined. Sebastian is one of my favorite characters of Disney classics animations. Uh, so Diggs' voice combined with some really good animation. Like you got to understand, yes, there's a live action character, but it's but it's animated the same way that Coco, I don't know, is animated, right? Different fidelity and different ways of rendering and, and how you're animating, but it's the same process of someone animating a character and those animations combined with the voice and the design of the character make him really fun. And I was laughing at him a lot. He works well and preserved the character. He, he didn't try and repeat, similar to what Will Smith did with Genie. He didn't try and repeat it, but he also was respectful to what made the character good while also making it his own. And I thought it worked really well. Jacob Tremblay is good as Flounder. I mean, he, he, he brings across an innocence, but Flounder's hardly in the movie, sadly. But he works. Aquafina as Scuttle. She actually is sincerely fantastic. I wasn't sure about it when I heard the casting, and then when the movie started and I first heard Aquafina's voice as Scuttle, I was like, oh, no, and like kind of had a reaction to it, but she won me over very quickly and was really fun. I thought her performances, she was funny. I was laughing at her, and the character and her voice work well together the way they designed it and did it, and, and I thought it was fun. Uh, Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. She is a scene stealer and just... Her voice, the song, she is just tearing it up, everything she's doing, and it's just really, really fun. Like, I, I don't think that you can watch her perform as Ursula and not enjoy what she's doing. It was fun to watch. Like, you, like you're Ursula. Ursula it up, and she does. And, and every scene that she was in, my wife kept leaning over, like, she is killing it, and she really was. She, it was fun. It, it really was fun to watch, especially, as I can say, with these live-action remakes. Like, these are characters you love, and it's kind of exciting to see how years later these characters are reimagined with new creative teams and the way that they were done, Ursula in, in this case, but all the characters was, it was fun. Like it, it not just like, oh, what are they going to do to this character I life? But like, how is this person bringing this character about? And them bringing that character life is fun to watch because they're doing it in a way that works and is fun. And I really, really enjoyed it. Um, lastly, to talk about Javier Bardem as King Triton. Uh, he's fine. Uh, 
I love Javier Bardem, so I've, I, like, I'm heartbroken saying this. There were some moments that he wasn't totally working for me, um, but there were other moments that really, really were, and it, it was a weird mix. And yeah, it, it, the casting doesn't feel perfect, but I just love Javier Bardem, so I'm just glad he's here, so I'm not going to complain too much. So to answer the question, is it worth a watch? Uh, if you like Little Mermaid, the original, yes, I think it is because these actors bring these characters to life in a fun way and it's worth seeing. And the music, sincerely, is really good. Now, I'm going to do something that I haven't been doing on these Worth the Watch episodes, and I'm going to get into the last segment here, Fall In, which is something I do on the main episodes, the full episodes where I talk about the moral of the story, as my dad always called it, the, the moral takeaway, the message, the lesson, the things that this is teaching us about the human condition and our life in the world and how we can be better humans. What does this film have to say? And this is a question that people have addressed about The Little Mermaid. Obviously, spoilers here. If you haven't seen The Little Mermaid and don't know the story, it's going to be spoiled. Uh, and maybe even some details in particular about this film's adaptation of the story, even though it's really faithful to the story. It doesn't deviate really that much. But for a long time, even before the live-action remake was a thing, people have joked about the bad example that Ariel is to young children. Like, it shows them that they can whine and complain and be super greedy. Like, she, she just wants more, and she wants to rebel against her parents despite their best wishes for her. You know, like, that's, <laughs> is that a good thing to tell your kids? Probably not. She's, she's pretty selfish as a character. And then I saw somebody comment, like, telling your kids that they need to sell their voice for some man, like, you know, teach them to be a strong, independent woman. They don't need to give up their voice and, like, their their feminine power for a man. You know, like, like, there's a lot of that that's like, Ugh. do I really want, like, is that message coming across? And what I would say is, I don't think so. Like, how many people have rebelled against their parents because they thought, I want to be like Ariel. I want to get what I want. So I, I, I don't think that message is coming across quite to the extent that we like to joke about, but it is a sincere question. Like, is this really the standard that we kind of want to hold up as like a Disney princess? Like, she's kind of selfish. That being said, the moment that did get me that I, the reason I'm going to include this segment in this episode is because I was particularly touched by it and I was surprised by it and I really liked it because I kind of went into this like, man, is this movie going to adjust anything when it comes to this story and this character and, and really kind of the, like, the moral complexity of this character and her selfishness? Um, like one of her songs is she literally she says I want more, uh, like like what she has isn't enough and she's willing to to rebel against her parents in really dangerous situations and go to someone who is untrustworthy and like sacrifice a part of herself to just get something that she doesn't actually need. Like, are they gonna do anything about that? And what I took away is that no, they didn't, because like that's a real story. And as much as we may not want to admit it, whether inspired by Ariel from The Little Mermaid or not, children rebel against their parents because of their desire to seek out what they want. Like, who doesn't seek out what they want? We all do that in some capacity. And children do that. And sometimes it's against the best wishes and wisdom of a parent, and they rebel. And sometimes there's things that the parent doesn't understand. And, and obviously, King Triton, he's a pretty bad dad sometimes. He's very forceful. He doesn't listen. He's really rude. He's aggressive. He's not understanding, he's invalidating, and he doesn't know his daughter. That being said, Ariel, like, obviously, that creates an environment for Ariel to rebel. I'm not going to get, in, I don't even have any kids, but parenting is a topic that I love, and so I'm going to control myself from getting into it too much. So to the moment that really impressed me is at the end when, when 
King Triton is sending off Ariel with Prince Eric on like a honeymoon of sorts, I imagine. So he kind of like, they're in a little rowboat and he comes to and he comes up from the ocean to give Ariel a hug while she's in the rowboat and he's a merman, so he's in the ocean, obviously. And then he like pushes a wave and they go out on their boat. And I don't remember the lines, but he said something, like gives Ariel a hug, like, uh, like I'm going to miss my daughter or I'm going to miss you or uh, like something like that and how he he's glad that she's happy. So I'm like, I'm, man, this is why I should have reviewed it earlier. I'm forgetting the line, but but how it impacted me, this is, this is why I'm getting to it. Come on, get to the point, Harrison. As parents, as someone who has parents, as someone who is someone's child, children, people we love, will make choices against our wishes or different than what we might have imagined or hoped for them. There are children who will go contrary to the way they are raised, uh, religiously, morally, value-wise, like, like they not, may not, for many reasons, which we won't get into, will choose to go a different path. And I think that sometimes parents fear that that is so destructive to their family and to their relationship and what this and who this child is and that if they ever change that or do something different than what they've designed for them, that the whole world is going to fall apart and all these horrible things are going to happen. And they're not. Like, yes, things change. Relationships change. Family dynamics change. But you can maintain that relationship with your child. You can, you can maintain a connection. And you can understand that they've made a choice to go a different way. And you can let them use their, their willpower and their agency to make a choice. Let, let them choose. Um, I'm not expressing this the way that I thought. But, but if you see the film and if you've seen and, or you have seen the film, that moment where King Triton says goodbye to Ariel, I, w- I was really kind of impacted by this. That, like, that message to the parents that like, it is more okay than sometimes we make it out to be. And that should guide us to be better parents that maybe we can even avoid that situation. You know, not that that's the intent. But anyway, I'm going to stop. I'm rambling. But I was surprised by how much that really got to me and how that message stood out and was really strong. Because maybe that's, maybe the Little Mermaid has always been about what we're supposed to learn from King Triton. In this case, I did. Not from Ariel. But Ariel was fun and she had some great music. So. There you go. Is it worth a watch again to get to that question? Yes, I absolutely think so. Thank you for listening to this review. If you're following the reviews along week by week, well, obviously, Across the Spider-Verse is coming very, very soon. I wish I could have got it out the day of the release. I, I, I'm going to go see it again. I love it so much. It, I am excited to talk about it. So subscribe to The Basin Binge. Obviously, more things coming with Animation Hall fave. Uh, joking again with one of my other students, Riven, if you're listening. Bad things happen when I work on Animation Hall fave. And I just lost my job, so I'm trying to apply. Well, I didn't lose my job, but I didn't get the teaching position I was applying for. So I'm applying for new jobs like crazy. On, on Monday, I've got to get a new job. And so I have a little bit of concern of like, bad things happen when I do animation all favor. I don't need that bad juju out in the world as I try to get a new job. But I'm going to trust in my efforts and, and bring about good things in the podcast and in my career. So anyway, subscribe to The Basement Binge for more episodes coming animation hall of fave across the spider-verse hey one of the great things about being delayed this automatically gets an entry into the hall of fave as it deserves to so subscribe to the basement binge wherever you get podcasts if you haven't heard it enough this is the basement binge and my name is harrison that's all for now ciao ciao
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.